And I told Jen, and this is something I've done in the past, okay, I'm going to write two emails a day for 30 days. And on if on one day I don't write, write these two newsletters, I owe you a thousand bucks. Canadian, but still. <laughs> but um, still. But still. still that, that'll get a you a pizza in the U.S., so that's exactly. that. <laughs> yeah, a pizza and a McFlurry. <laughs> The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 224. There is only one stop sign in the entire city of Paris. I guess that's just one of the many reasons why traffic is so crazy. Whether you're living somewhere like Paris for an extended period of time, like today's guests Nick and Jen, or you're someone who is heading out on a vacation, a real vacation, as they call it, for the first time in a long time. You're going to want the best travel gear. And for me, that means my Tortuga backpack. That is the backpack that has been around the world with me. No matter where I go, I always have my Tortuga backpack. So if you want to check out the perfect size travel backpack, head to tortugabackpacks.com. And don't forget to use the special promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. We are your hosts today, Travis Sherry, and I'm joined by... Hey, everyone. It's Heather. For the first time, we are co-hosting a podcast because we have two guests on the other line. So a four-way call over Skype for the very first time. And joining us today are two people who I already think of as kindred spirits, fellow podcasters and couplepreneurs whose motto is travel more and work less. Interesting. Something we can <laughs> definitely relate to. Genevieve and Nicholas from thegreatanomaly.com and hosts of the podcast by the same name, The Great Anomaly Podcast. So I like that you guys keep that nice and simple, greatanomaly.com, Great Anomaly Podcast. Nicholas and Genevieve, thanks for joining us today and welcome. Hey, guys. Hey, thank you. And uh, flawless pronunciation on Genevieve. Very impressive. <laughs> yeah, well, I will not uh, try the last name. We're just going to stick with Nicholas and Genevieve. I'm That's sure you, okay. you could put it off with a couple of months of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, I, I have had some practice saying Genevieve, because if anyone's listening, we recorded a podcast earlier that that uh, tech glitch. So I had some practice before saying Genevieve. Yeah. So now this is this is like take two. I should be perfect on it. It, um, it is perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I guess we could keep this interview short and sweet because it seems to me like you guys have the magic answer between uh, for what it takes to be a couplepreneur. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about what a couplepreneur is. So why don't we start with that? You guys coined the term, or maybe stole it from someone, but either way, we're giving you credit of a couplepreneur. And you talk a lot about that on your podcast and what it takes to be couplepreneurs. And obviously, Heather and I are in the same boat. So we are selfishly very interested in hearing what the magic answer is. 
Um, I I don't think there's a magic answer. I wish, but uh, if there's one magic answer, it's really about like knowing that it's gonna take work to learn how to properly work together. Um, I think that uh, couples per default, basically a couple is compatible, right? There's a reason you guys are, are in love and, and want to build a life together. But then there's the second layer when it comes to work and, and how your mind kind of works. Uh, sometimes it's very different. And even if it's similar, it can cause a ton of friction. So for, for example, uh, I'm just the type A guy really about like or organization and I, I like to think in terms of facts and, and stuff like that. And Jen is really creative type so uh, when we started working together and even even nowadays like there are certain things that we just don't I don't know we just don't work uh, exactly the same way so uh, the key for her, for us was to uh, kind of learn to work with that and wor- find certain workarounds that 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 do work and go, yeah go ahead <laughs> I see you have something to share well yeah, well, it's definitely about staying open-minded about the 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 other personality, the part your partner's personality, because sometimes you'll be complementary, sometimes you you'll become completely opposite, but you can learn all the time from from it. So maybe you can apply this to your own life or way of working. So yes, it's really about being open-minded and being really flexible about how you will work in the future, because it might be completely different than how you were used to. And um, I have I have something to say. Like you have to, especially for Taipei people, uh, your reflex in life is to say something is wrong or something something are right. And, and I want to kind of know the truth about stuff. But in reality, you find that. It, there's no, there's not one way to work. So, so for example, the fact that Jen is less organized than me, I could find that like, oh, this is not how an entrepreneur should work. But in reality, it's it's always a happy middle. Like if you're uh, me, like Jen helps me be less organized and more. Uh, no, well, yeah, it sounds kind of <laughs> wrong, but it's not in the sense that if your life is too organized, you become a robot. On the other end, if you're if you're an entrepreneur and you're um, we, we see that in couples that are too creatives together, it can be hell because these guys just have ideas, but they don't go through with them or they have very, uh, they're very excited at the beginning of the projects, but they have a hard time actually making something happen. And it causes a lot of frustration or uh, their finances will be all over the place or it, so it causes problems either way. Two type A's together will also uh, see themselves like, oh, we lack ideas or we lack emotions when thinking about how to serve our, our clientele. So it's not one way or another. So that's a big realization I had personally. I had to, you have to go to get over your ego basically and, 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 and forget about the fact that you, you know how things should be. And instead, really listen to what the other person is saying and learn how are they, uh, are they seeing like a certain task. So for example, before we start any task now, we, we used to kind of jump right through it. We kind of talk about how we're going to work work on the task itself like okay how do you want to start this brainstorm for a sales page right uh i'll start with words like finding a headline and i could spend an hour on that and be very happy jen after five minutes is completely done with the headline right so uh i won't spend one hour but we'll spend maybe a couple minutes and then when we're you're, we're kind of satisfied with something that 
that looks kind of nice, I'll say, okay, I'll work on it later and if and see if I can find something else and kind of geek out on the words because, well, I've been a copywriter for five years professionally, so uh, three years online and then two years for TV. So that's kind of what I love, but we don't necessarily share that love at all. So we don't want to spend two hours writing a headline together, for example. Right. And I, Jen, we can thank you then for not having a robot on this podcast. So thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. It would be awful for our podcast, too. I mean, talking about love with a robot would be like zero, one, like what is love, whatever. I don't know. With the, I don't know. With the AI these days, you never know. That's right, though. Yeah. So one of the things that we want to dive into is that, you know, I, I was saying in the beginning, hey, what's the magic answer to being a couple entrepreneur? You know, you travel, living and working together constantly. I mean, almost 24 hours a day where you're doing everything together and, and the, you know, it's tongue in cheek because obviously there is no magic answer. If there was, we wouldn't even have to have this podcast. We would just give an answer and that'd be it. But it is really interesting, you know, because it, it, I think it's something that you don't answer. You don't ever get to the right answer and then be finished. It's an ongoing process. No, definitely. I mean, we are not perfect. I don't think we will ever be, even though we have a free gift called Six Ways to Be Perfect Couplepreneurs. I mean, there's no such way. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. That's a huge claim. The FDA was going to come after us. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, the point is, I mean, you always grow, you always learn. It's that that's it. This is exactly what I said. It, it's about being open mind and flexible because everything will always change. And so it's it's a working process. But I mean, we are even though at the core we are the same person we were at the beginning, we are kind of at the next levels, well, a few thousand next level since we started dating and since we started having this business because I mean we learn so much and grow at the same time that I mean we're not the same person we're not the same people yeah there are a couple of things that we um, we had to create in order to kind of talk about it on, and create a podcast about entrepreneurs. we kind of had to go through our own minds and like okay how do we do things and how can we teach it uh, so for example one thing that we developed and that we really think about is in terms of values these days and and we have uh, something called the priorities pyramid and this is when you're you're a couplepreneurs it's all about balance right you you want to kind of balance your professional life as entrepreneurs you want to balance your you want to have the right revenue so you you kind of have just enough to live and then uh, a bit more and whatever your your comfort zone is and then you want to balance love and friendship and family and travel so it's kind of a, a big puzzle to manage but uh, when you feel that you're off, you got to come back to what's more important to you. And this is something we kind of forgot totally to do at the beginning of our life as entrepreneurs. And we, we had the chance to get big success financially at the beginning uh, online in 2013. And unfortunately, we didn't have like our, this priority, which would be in our case, like our freedom and focusing on our couple right now. I'd say it's a number one priority and like feel that we're just happy and we have fun and we didn't have fun we i worked like a madman jen wasn't creative at all because she wasn't included in the business decision decisions uh in the business we were kind of a, in, in a 50 50 partnerships with people that didn't understand her at all so we forgot all these things and quickly enough we we were just focusing on number one priority making money and serving the business uh so we were kind of slaves to what we had built very quickly because we forgot 
forgot about these priorities. And another example where it really helps you get in balance is, for example, uh, unfortunately, my mom has been diagnosed with, with breast cancer two months ago and she's doing well, she's doing chemo and uh, I'm glad she's doing well, but we spent the last six weeks at her place and uh, it was a rough choice, uh, especially for me, but Jen never hesitated and she was like, you know what, Nick, like couple and then we've got family and then business. And it's true. Like in reality, if someone is ill and your family, business comes after and we're in, in, in the position where we're organized enough and we have enough revenue where we can afford doing that. And I mean, we're still working, but we had to adapt and kind of uh, halt our travels and everything. But I'm glad that we're able to have that, that vision. When you have your values really figured out, you can have that vision and never forget what's really important to you. So I have a question. You were saying that, you know, you were really focusing a lot on your business. What was it that made you decide that like, okay, now we need to focus more on our relationship and what steps did you take specifically to kind of like bring it back to the two of you and less on your business? I, I wish we had figured it out sooner, but it took a long while. And and how really it happened for us is that we experienced travel a bit. And when we traveled, we just felt better. We felt that we were, our life was less boring in general. Like we had all these experiences and all of a sudden we were forced to work less because if you end up, uh, for example, in January 2015, we experienced our first kind of long-term nomadic travel. For two months and a half, we spent the winter in Paris. It was definitely a good decision uh, emotionally because we felt uh, completely shattered with like the Anyway, emotionally, we didn't feel our best. We were miserable, to be honest, like on the on a personal standpoint, like not feeling uh, complete, not feeling creative at all. So what happened in Paris, uh, we were in this Airbnb apartment and uh, we were sick because of the travels and everything. And Jen looked at me. It had been four days or, or maybe more or maybe an entire week. I can't remember. Stuck in the Airbnb apartment and working. And she said, Nick, I cannot do this. Like there's the Eiffel Tower right there. We can almost see it. And I never like we didn't go outside. So that's when I realized, okay, we have to change something. We have to get organized. And uh, like, I, I have to, even for me, I get complacent in those kind of situations. I'm like, okay, let's hustle and let's work, let's work, let's work. But for what? Uh, it was really like putting the business first. And sometimes you have to do this for financial reasons, but there has to be an end date. Like it has to be for a certain amount of time or... um something that that we also tell people like if if you you you're a couple you're so tempted to do it all and and like do it all for the business and you support each other emotionally so it's even better than being just business partners you'll kind of go to uh, like all in in the business and invest everything you have your guts but eventually if you forget about love if you forget about your i don't know your sex life everything else matters uh well you'll just feel that you don't have a connection. You'll feel completely disconnected. So what you can do if you're in that hustle mode and you have you have to make money and no one wants to go back to that nine to five, right? So put an amount of either monthly revenue or savings or whatever your deal is that you have in goal. If you don't have an objective, you'll get stuck and you, you might be in hustling mode. We see people like it's been five years, they're 
exhausted and they love each other dearly, but you feel that, um, I don't know, they, they just, they aren't themselves anymore. And that's kind of the scary thing for couplepreneurs, I think. Yeah. And I think that we've seen a similar thing in the fact that you really have to, as you said, put some sort of cap on it. Maybe it's a, a money amount or a time amount or something, because if you don't, you're just chasing, you're not chasing anything, right? You're just chasing this elusive idea of making it or, or whatever, but you're not, you don't know when you're going to get there because there is no flat number or flat time. And I think that we've been stuck in that before. And I think one of the things that Heather's good about with us is pulling me back and saying, hey, let's like, okay, you've been working really hard. Don't be so hard on yourself or this doesn't have to get done today or whatever. And just, and realizing, cause we had a similar experience when we were in, in Bali and we're sitting in these amazing rice patties, but we're on our computer and we're not even out exploring. And, you know, we're on the other side of the world in this amazing place and we're not going to the beach and we're not doing this because we're sitting there trying to move forward. And I think that that at least for me was when it really hit like, okay, we got to come up with some better work-life balance or else this is just not going to work. It's pointless. And, and, you know, at the same time, like last fall, we were in Thailand and we were launching, uh, actually, we were working on the launch of our first product with The Great Anomaly, which is called Your Freedom Visa. And so it was really intense. It was the first time we were in Asia forever, like forever. And it was really, really great. We, But we worked like 12-hour days, if not more, and six days a week. And I mean, for five weeks. And it was really intense. But at the same time, because we had this like limit of time, this, okay, after five weeks, it's it's enough. Like we we cannot work on this anymore or it has to be launched. We, need, we needed a date. Um, well, it, it was not as bad, but we needed that limit. And so... Everything was still new. Everything was a new discovery. You go outside, even if you go just for doing your groceries, if you're going to whatever, take a walk, everything is different. It's, it's warm, it's beautiful, or beautiful like birds, uh, you, huge fruits that can break your car. Well, we didn't have one, but still, they're really dangerous. Um, but you kind of explore everything and, and you, you discover all the little things that you actually don't see anymore in your own city. And so that's a form of visiting. That's a form of travel and discovery and, and also freedom that we or I craved, actually. Um, it was not the 100% discovery mode, but still, it's something that you can still grab on while you have those moments of like running a lot until you reach one point. One of the things that we've started to do too, started to implement, and we're not perfect at it by any means, and we never will be, but we've at least taken that step, was trying to separate out work and travel. And if it's not travel, even if we're home, but like work and fun, instead of you know, saying, okay, well, Saturday, I'm going to wake up and do some work. It's like, no, I'm going to not do any today, even if I don't have anything planned because I'm just not going to do it. Like, so that you feel comfortable saying, I'm not going to do any work. And actually this, this past weekend was a good example. We're sitting around. I had nothing to do on a weekend, which is very rare. And I just said, don't get into that mode and do work because you, like you have to you need force a break. yourself. You need a break. And it was hard for us because when we first started working together, you know, Travis started the website long before I was working on it with him. So it was like his own his, his own business and his own thing. And then 
gradually we just started traveling more and having enough work that we could both do it together. So we we would travel and, and we would work. But it was really strange for us because like you were saying, we would be in these places and we would be working and we wouldn't have enough time to explore. Like I remember like the first time it happened to us, really we were in Tuscany in Italy for a couple of weeks and we were just sitting there working so much and like we were renting this great Airbnb place and the owners of the Airbnb like stayed in the house next door and they were like you guys are working too much like you're in <laughs> leave you're it in to Italy. leave it to the Italians you yeah. know and and so we really did have to kind of figure out like a work life balance with the travel and we started trying to just really be like when we're traveling have so much of our work done before we leave for a trip so that when we're traveling we can be at like a much lower capacity of work so that we can enjoy and experience things and i mean everybody's different everybody works differently but that's something that we have found in the past two years that really helped us yeah almost like a 90 10 split of like me and, and maybe it's a hundred zero sometime i mean that would be the ultimate goal of traveling again <laughs> to travel and not work but almost saying all right, we will do the bare minimum when we're, and maybe it's not the whole time we're on a trip, but maybe it's this week we're doing the bare minimum of work. Um, if something major comes up, we might have to do it, but we're going to be traveling. And then when we're home saying, all right, let's devote this to work. Have you guys done any of that where you take it by like a day by day or week by week type basis? Absolutely. We actually have... We have developed something in Paris, actually, because of the the, the Eiffel Tower event. <laughs> um, and so what we did at that time was actually two days of work, one day off, two days of work, two days off, and then start, start over. It was working for us because we, because we have tried working in the a.m. and then traveling in the p.m., but then... If you work a bit too much, your your afternoon is all you know weird because maybe it's raining and then you 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 cannot go or you know stuff happens, and so we have decided to actually have blocks. So it worked for Paris, um, and it was really great. Actually, it was the most productive time of our life, probably beside maybe now because I I think we're kick ass right now. Oh yeah. Um, but. It's not always working. It always depends on where we are. Like I said, in, in, in Thailand, we were working six days a week, but we were working on a certain project. So it really, it always changes. It's never, because when you travel, uh, again, you want, you want to, you, you need, you need to discover some, some stuff. I mean, you're there. You wouldn't be there if you wouldn't want to discover. So it's, it's like mandatory to actually have like visit days. Um, so, but then depending on your mood, depending on the projects that you're running, depending on whatever, maybe your schedule won't be the 2-1-2-2 schedule. Maybe it's going to be five days for a few months. Maybe it's going to be less. We'd like to work less. It's really the thing that we love, working less. Um, but it, it always changes. And that's okay. You must not like fix on an idea that you need to follow a schedule that you have taught about like a year ago because it worked at that time. It doesn't make sense. You change. So your schedule should, should change too. Yeah, and there's no one answer. And it's, it's especially what we teach couplepreneurs is, is not like, okay, here's what works for us is going to work for you. It's more like a mindset, being open to talking about it. And we realized, I, I remember we uh, we had a Skype call with uh, two great uh 
friends now, Ali and Alex, and they're traveling in Mexico. And at the time, uh, they are actually working in separate business. They're both freelancers. And with talking talking with them a bit, the only problem was that they didn't talk about how things are organized that much. So they were kind of victims of everything that was going on. And and they both wanted the exact same thing, but they didn't know, which was like, hey, can we uh, have like actual time for supper or, or, or things like that and what we uh, told them is just you know what try a different schedule like if you guys uh, usually work in the a.m. try the p.m. or try an entire day or whatever and then talk about it so it's kind of running running experiments is very important and I can like if you do the couplepreneur thing your entire life, can you imagine how many different versions of that scheduling that are that are going to happen? Can you imagine what's going to happen once a baby is in the picture or once the kids have a certain age or once you have to drive them to school or maybe you get in a new country and uh, I don't know. So all these situations will force you to adapt and you got to be just become an expert at learn at like talking about it and figuring things out like rapidly was the best system that's going to work now for you and another thing i wanted to share is that for the first time this year we're going to go in vacation actually this friday we're leaving for an actual 7 day vacation and i decided not to bring my laptop and that's huge i'm like well i might want to listen to a series at no no i just won't have any laptop that way i cannot work i, can, I and is it's the actual first flight in years that I won't be working and having a coffee at the same time because I'm like, hey, I can, I can win this entrepreneur game. I can work more during the flight because I'm productive. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's that thing. So for the first time, we kind of looked at our entire year worth of projects and we figured out, you know what? We got to at least have some work conditions and people in nine to five, uh, we can criticize and, and say that, oh, their lifestyle is gray and whatnot, and the, this whole uh, stereotype of like, oh, 9 to 5 is boring, but they have, some of them have like eight weeks of actual completely off time. So can you name digital nomads who do that? Some do, <laughs> no. but it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I can't. It, it, it's truly hard, and, and and if you're not a digital nomad and you're at, you're at home, you're even more prone to work all the time because you you're not forced to 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 look outside and hey here's the Eiffel Tower and slap yourself in the face and like okay we got to go visit now and and stop working so much. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really glad that we did that, and the way we're we were able to do that is through planning and telling the entire team at the beginning of the year. Guys, we're going to take two weeks off every 12 weeks. And also when we planned our projects, how many projects do we want to achieve this year? What is sufficient? Because that's the thing. When you focus on business growth, like a lot of people are like, okay, well, we're going to double the business this year. But if you double the business, but you uh, you basically half your your happiness, you failed. You failed. You failed because you exchanged happiness for money. And well, it, that makes pretty much like every human being on earth pretty miserable that trade it's not a good trade but what if you're you have like a, i don't know 30 percent growth and you're you have like six months of vacation well oh my god maybe it's amazing maybe it's what you guys want so not focusing on on growth as much not getting caught in in this whole idea that if your business is not doubling every year you're kind of failing as entrepreneurs but taking like slow but steady growth is really something we've started this year and we've actually caught every we, we had started with a certain amount of projects in January and we and we cut that in half since then 
And we're so glad we did. And now instead, that's the thing. When you, you impose yourself a certain rhythm and a certain amount of work and uh, how uh, we're kind of biased as, as human beings or entrepreneurs, we're kind of overachievers, right? So what happens is that you're like, well, I said to myself at the beginning of the year that I would do 10 projects. And right now we have done one and we're half year. But do you really have to do that? In reality, you could do like, nothing else one project this year and if if your revenue is going well like it all depends on that so we're we're not so caught up in what we promised ourselves we kind of reassess the, the situation every month and say okay is that realistic how are we um how happy are we with the current workload and we're kind of trying to reassess and reassess and reassess uh, on frequent basis to avoid kind of uh, letting it go. And then you realize six months later that you're pretty miserable and you fall into that, 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 that hole. I couldn't agree more with the idea that you have to let stuff go. And, um, you know, in your head, you want to do all this stuff. That's why you are an entrepreneur. That's why you're doing your own thing. And that's great. Like that, that is a good place to be. If you then can actually make it work. And the only way that I found to make it work isn't to act on all the ideas that I want to act on because I've tried that and it drives you insane and you don't do them well and you're constantly chasing like all these different things you can't focus. And and we've had to sit back and say, all right, why don't we almost take it in seasons? You know, take it in three month blocks and say, this month, We have one major goal. Not that like, oh, we're not going to do the podcast. We're not going to do all these kind of day-to-day things because some of those are already systematized and they're working pretty well and we know what we're doing. But if we want to move something ahead or we want to start a new project, say, we're going to give ourselves this season, this three-month quarter, and then next quarter, it's going to be this other project. And then next quarter, because if you do it, if you try to do two or three or four or five things at once, you end up not doing any of them well. And I think that not only are they not done well, but you're also a lot less happy because you feel like you can't take time off. Yeah, and that was something that Trav really struggled with when he first became an entrepreneur is that, you know, I've known Travis now for 12 years. And even when we were in college, he would have crazy ideas, you know, and he he didn't really start following through on any of them. I was way too lazy to actually follow through, Um, but I had the ideas. You know, until he started Extra Pack of Peanuts, you know, in 2012, that was the first real thing that he, you know, really started to do as an entrepreneur. But he'd have new ideas like every month. And, you know, he's like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I'm like, okay, or how about you just like stick through with one thing until it works? So, you know, that was in the beginning. So he's he's not quite as crazy as that anymore. But, you know, it's it's hard, I think, when you're a creative person and you're an entrepreneur and you're like, okay, well, this would be a good idea. So let's do that. And it's like knowing when to jump on something new and when to give up on something. Like those are all just things th- that you have to deal with as an entrepreneur. And I think things that you learn just by doing them. Yeah, I mean, Nick and I are also like the complementary type, type A, type B. Uh, so I'm more like Travis and probably Nick is more like Heather. Like I'm more the creation, like, uh, but, but maybe more like, uh, it's coming from my intuition. <laughs> like, So can you explain that, Jen? No, I just feel that. So that's me. Um, but still, I mean, that's one huge strength that most couplepreneurs have is that they are complementary. They one have this this kind of emotional connection with everyone around the team, the, the customer. That doesn't mean that the other partner doesn't have it, but 
the partner who is the most creative usually can first uh, connect with the, the people and then the marketing side makes it like the whole business. I mean, it's it's just skills that are so good in business, actually. So when you have that, it's 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 perfect. And I'm and at 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 times I'm like, it, it's really hard to work with a type A when you're creative because like you're not used to like a structure in general. <laughs> it's really just like, I'm gonna do this and then follow. Um but it made it makes me a better entrepreneur and it makes our business a better business a working business and um something we started doing this year too it kind of it kind of exploded the last three months looking back at it we developed a bunch of new things one thing that we're doing is just saying what's on our mind and if we have an intuition about something and it's really important especially for the creative types because again type a people i, I think type a people think they know it all and I, I'm a type of people, so I'm, think, I'm thinking that about myself. Like, sometimes you're like, oh, come on, intuition. I mean, it's business. Let's look at the numbers, right? But uh, sometimes Jen just had a certain intuition. Like, I, uh, Nick, you know what? We developed a product about travel, but I, I'm not too sure that we want to stick to travel all the time. And when she told me that after kind of months that we were working in a travel, uh, like trying to help uh, like couples become nomadic, right? So it was all our business direction, the copy on the website, everything. And then she hesitated for weeks telling me, Nick, maybe it's not the right direction. But it, it, there's a reason she hesitated is the way I reacted. <laughs> like a type A, like, like, what the hell are you telling me? Why didn't, why, we'll have to change everything. And I, I'm thinking, I'm there thinking about the amount of work and hours and everything. But I'm not thinking about how good she feels inside the business and, and her intuition. And it turns out, wow, when we listened to her heart and, and what she felt something was off, we were like, you know what, couplepreneurs. So it, it does include travel, but it also includes love and sex and scheduling and, and, and future business. babies and business and life. And I'm like, oh, this is genius, actually. So I have... So th <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's true. And the more like it, it's, you realize that... Type A will become more Type B and vice versa. And this yeah. is what happens with, with, with couplepreneurs. You kind of uh, stain each other with, with the other side that were that was missing. And it makes you like a, a better person in general, which is just the, the goal, I think, of being in a long-term relationship. Uh, like developing yourself, your, your, your entire soul gets better. Uh, but as far as entrepreneurs go, you become like a better entrepreneur because right now, I feel like it's been months in the making, but usually I write um, health stuff. I, I write for our first business, Nick and Jen, Healthy Life. And I write, uh, I've written one uh, article about nutrition and supplements and whatnot, really geeky stuff, advanced like facts and science, like 1,000 articles in three years, basically one per day or over that. So this is the kind of stuff I like. But then you put me in a situation where our, our other business we're trying to launch is about connecting with human beings and motivation and self-development for couples. And you put me in, a, in that place of being the copywriter. And I was pretty bad. Like I couldn't figure out what's the tone and, and whatnot. But right now I feel that I'm getting it. And the only reason is that Jen told me over and over again, like, Nick, uh, I don't want you to 
like think that the the wrong way or take that the wrong way, but what you wrote is pretty like it lacks something. And I'm no, like, no okay. robots, Nick, no it's, robots. It's exactly. And and I'm like, and so I'm type A. So I'm like, okay, Jen, but what would you write instead? So I'm trying to I don't know, <laughs> something. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like trying to confront her on on like a type A thing because that's that's the ground I know and I love. So okay, Jen, what's your suggestion? What could be a better word? And she's like. I don't know. It just feels off. I mean, so you have something. Yeah, exactly. So basically we've discovered now, now when I listen to her intuition, I listen to her ideas more and I feel that I understand more. I I don't understand sometimes where it's coming from, but it's like an intuition, right? It's not like something that can be explained uh, in fact and like proven by science. It's like inspiration. How, how do uh, entrepreneurs get all these crazy ideas about innovation or how do you write a novel, right? With, with a story in your own mind. It's crazy what the human brain can do. But that's my type of talking again. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how these days when I'm writing something and Jen doesn't tell me like thumbs up, I'm like, I have this this other lens and I'm like, oh, you're right. It's pretty boring what I wrote. It's pretty like I was on autopilot today and I instantly now it's kind of, I get it like, hey, you're right. And um, it's really rare that she's, wrong about these things like Whoa. about these intuitions it's true all right and i think i think that brings back a point too as you were talking about it to give yourself both some space and this is something that i think that we don't do well and and i was listening to you say <laughs> that and and not like even space from each other all the time although i, I do want to touch on that but also space from okay you write something and immediately you want to like oh, i want to publish this i want to get it out like you want to get it finished Right. It's like I want to you want you want that satisfaction of having something completed. But if you give yourself some time, if you say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to put it out tomorrow. So I'm going to give myself five hours or a night or something to sleep on it. And you have the other person look at it or, or go over it. And then they have time instead of them saying right away, no, 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 here's what's wrong or this or that. I mean, I, in an ideal world, how I would present it, if we were doing something, would be like, okay, let's do it. Let's both look at it. And then in four or five hours, after we've had time to process, come back to it. Um, we don't do that. But as I'm saying it, I'm like, well, that would be pretty good because then you have, you know, you're not just instinctively saying this or this or this. You're having time to process it and come back. And then you both have your ideas and, and it seems like it would work really well. But typically we're like, no, let's get it out. Oh, this is wrong. OK, I'll change it. And then, you know, yeah, you don't keep yourself room. that would come with us being a little more organized or planned. That's something that we definitely lack as couplepreneurs uh, that we just don't really we, we have a hard time sometimes really being organized with what we want to do. So I, I, I don't know. We, we need like some type of really systemized scheduling program, which we have been working on in the past like six months. But for a while there, it was like nobody knew what was going on on our team or what we should all be doing because we just weren't organized enough. So I think that if people, you know, like you both seem very organized or at, at least one of you is so that you can push the other one. But if you have two people who are kind of struggling with making that work, I mean, like what type of tips do you give people for that? Um, I mean, for a long time, we weren't, we weren't really organized. Uh, I mean, we actually hired a VA because I needed someone to deal with myself and like create a schedule and and actually give me I wanted someone to actually give me a schedule that I would follow 
Um, Nick, for for you, it wasn't really a problem. You you create your own thing, mm-hmm. and it, it was great. But at the same time, as he was creating his own schedule by himself. And sometimes I was trying to plan my own thing, but it was, you know, semi-working. In the end, during the week, there was a lot of confrontation or conflict just because when we needed, when I needed him to work with me, he was working on his thing or vice versa. So that was a big struggle. So eventually we started to just schedule our week on Monday, or actually now it's on Friday, at the end of the week, we schedule for the next week. And he has a way more complex schedule than I have. Like, I have my mornings that are pretty much the same all the time. But in the afternoon, it's always blank, unless I have like a meeting with him or a meeting with someone. It's mostly blank because I'm uh, we are using Basecamp for project management. And so I look at what I have to do and I just do it. I just do it in the whole. So now it's working great because we. I know that when he's working, I know when he's working solo that, and I cannot interrupt because it will just, it, it won't work. He's working on something really important on copy. So it, it's his own thing. And we know when we work together and then it's way more easy to actually like, it's just, it's just flowing. It's way more fluid so scheduling that together, it's really important to make your schedule overlap when it's needed. And yeah. for both people to know, which um, I'm looking at myself, well, I'm looking at Heather, who's looking at me, yeah. who for a while has said to me, who oh for a while God. has for said... For like two years, I feel like it was so long. I was like, Travis, our assistants don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. We need to talk about what people and, need to be doing. And she said we should have <laughs> meetings every Monday morning, which we still don't do. Um, but maybe after this call, we will implement a Friday <laughs> morning. But I, I do think it it is so super important because there are times, as you mentioned, when you get in that zone, whether it's creative or whether it's just uh, hyper-focused, or even if it's not hyper-focused, but it's focused enough to get something done, <laughs> that then someone comes like, oh, can you just help me with this? Like, And I, I'm guilty. We're both guilty of yeah. doing it, right? So it's not like You need to respect more, the space, yeah. but you also need to have the structure there too. You know, it's Absolutely. like it's like the balance, like you were saying. Of course. And, and when you have a team, because now we are a total of six people, but we uh, once, like, I think in fall, we were up to seven people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're dealing with five other people that also have a schedule. They, they, they want to work on their own time. I mean, it's really hard because they're not officially on the payroll. They're all contractors that work on their own time. So it's it's hard to deal with, but it's really important to for us respect those people who are working with us and we consider with not for um because i mean let's say let's say just recording a podcast episode usually we record them either on tuesday or, or monday if it's an interview like this or whatever so we record on monday or tuesday because then we have to send to editing then we have to do the graphics then we have and those are all different tasks and sometimes from different people and they all don't want to work on weekends. So it's really important for us to have a certain form of structure to allow everybody to have that a certain type of freedom because then you don't want them to all work on Friday night and they are they're all like 
they're all everywhere in the world. We have someone in California, so in PSC. We have us right now in ESD. Then we have someone in Europe, in CESC, and then in Philippines. So when we end our Friday, the people in Philippines, their Friday is all, it's, they're, it's gone. Completely gone. So it's really, really, really important to respect those people that are working with us and working uh, and respecting us too. I mean, uh, I, I, respecting the creative time that, some, like just talking about me, uh, when I'm in the zone, it's now. It's not, you know, it's not in and out of moment. I'm working now. So if he comes with like, can you help him with that? I'm like, you're just disrupting my my juju. So it doesn't work, you know, so. Especially yeah. the create the the um, being cognizant of other people's time, especially for people like us who are working in businesses where we're trying to help others get more freedom it's almost like a slap in the face to people who are working for you if you aren't as organized. And I feel this way and I'm speaking from personal experience and I still feel this way of like, I feel bad for not being organized. I know I need help with it because it's like, here I am telling people, go off, have this freedom, live the life you want. And yet I'm I'm not allowing other people to have that simply by not being organized. It, yeah. it's, it's wrong, basically. <laughs> well, I think like a big... Kind of like a, a transition happened for us when, you know, we, when we started the website, it was like, okay, well, we're bloggers. Like, Travis is a blogger. But then, like, as our website grew and as our podcast grew and all these other products that Travis puts out with his business partner, Jason, and it's like, okay, well, you're not really just a blogger anymore. Like, you're running a company, even if it's a small company, even if it's a company of two or five or ten people. We have to start thinking of it as more like a CEO having, you know, a big management level and and that just really I think it kind of clicked for us that it changed that it's like okay well so maybe it's not a fortune 500 company it's still you know our business and we need to run it like it's a legitimate thing recently Nick has started to take a lot of advance because like he said his work is writing an email every day since like ever Mm. and so he started taking some advance so two emails he's writing two emails a day for 30 days and it's almost over um, and, uh, we have a team member, Dave, who is actually loading the email and just like tracking everything. And, 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 and Nick has been a bit last minute for the past two, three years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and, and so when we, when he started to get this advance, Dave started to have some free time. And so he said to us, like, oh, yeah, I spent the weekend with my dad. It was really amazing. I've never been able to do this because the emails were always late. And I, f- well, we felt a bit like, oh, my God, that's so sad. It's it's so wrong. It's our fault. Oh, my God. But I was happy now. <laughs> like, yay, now we can have some time. But, yes, it's all about respect. It's all about respect for your team. And um, something uh, I'm realizing right now, and I like couple runners listening to this it's so important if you can get ahead of your day-to-day I think it's the number one step to being able to have more freedom inside your business and kind of stop spinning your wheels the second I and actually it's I have to talk about the bets because this is how especially type a people will, will love that kind of stuff but <laughs> I I just talked about the fact hey I wish I was ahead and I had like pretty much like one month uh, worth of, of newsletters uh, written in advance. Like, that would be cool. And it was like a wish with 
So it never happened in three years. So one day I got sick of it last month, basically. And I'm, I'm like, okay, you know what? We're going to go to Dominican Republic. And I want an entire month uh, like of, of getting ahead before we go. And I told Jen, and this is something I've done in the past, okay, I'm going to write two emails a day for 30 days. And on if on one day I don't write, write these two newsletters, I owe you a thousand bucks, Canadian, but still. <laughs> but still, um, but still, still that, that'll get a you a pizza in the U.S. So that's exactly, <laughs> yeah, a pizza and a McFlurry. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, basically, it made me. I like forcing myself to do things like that. Like I don't see, I wouldn't see Jan doing that. This kind of craziness, no, no. crazy Taipei stuff. But for me, I know how to force myself to do things. And we had to kind of change rules a bit because usually we don't work on the weekends. These like in the past four weekends, I had been like I worked about an hour, an hour and a half to get those newsletters done. But still, now we can think like when your day to day is taken care of in advance you can think about other stuff and you have kind of that that other perspective. So the number one thing to do is to kind of make sure you don't have anything urgent within the next month. And when you reach that point, it's like your stress levels go down. You start thinking about stuff. You you start uh, appreciating your your life as an entrepreneur more. Like I've, I'm seeing good side effects of that kind of stuff right now. And even like our podcast, I wish we would record more episodes, like two a week, and we we actually put them out once a week. So we're just getting ahead, getting ahead, getting ahead. And when I hear about entrepreneurs that have like one year uh, of like ahead time as far as podcast goes, I'm like, but in reality, you're just like organizing. And how good does that, does that feel? You can, like, you know that you have the possibility to take, I don't know, like you guys maybe want to go 100% travel and 0% work. You can do it. And even if you don't, you have the possibility. And I think the, defi- the definition of freedom is not following one thing or another. It's having the possibility of doing it. And just having that in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, cool. Like we're, you just feel more uh, lighter, it seems. A- anytime you feel bad about not having a year's worth of podcasts recorded, you can just come hang out with us because <laughs> I'm sure you'll have more recorded ahead of time than we do. Um, but I, I'm totally with you. And, and we've said this before. I said this on another podcast. I was getting interviewed by uh, Natalie Sisson. And she. I, I never thought I'd say these words because it didn't make sense. I didn't think these words went together in my brain, but I said it. And then when I said it on this podcast, it came out of my head and I'm like, whoa. And it was organization breeds freedom. And I was like, wait, that seems, it sounds counterintuitive. Like freedom means I get to do what I want whenever I want. It's everything is spontaneous. And then you're like, no, that's not freedom because you can't eat. No one can live like that. And you can't really relax if you have all this stuff on your mind that needs to be done. It's a stressful freedom. Yeah. It's, it's like fake freedom. It's like we fake have freedom. The, we have the same like second moto like structure brings freedom. So it's exactly the same. I mean, that's a thing that hanging out with a type A like taught me. Like <laughs> I, I need that. I need that structure to be happy. And if not, I'll be completely like 
I, I'll be a mess. I'll be miserable. Yeah, you'll be sitting on the beach thinking, oh, isn't life great? But in essence, in your or like that's what someone would see if they saw your Facebook picture. But in essence, in your head, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I have to get a podcast out this week and I have a newsletter and this and that. You're not even enjoying it. And so um, that, even though I'm super unorganized by nature, that's one of the biggest steps we've taken is just saying, it's, the two big steps were, one was cutting back on the number of projects and trying to focus on one because it helps you organize just anyway, obviously, because you're cutting down the things you're doing. And then B was, all right, well, if that's what we're going to do, what needs to get done ahead of time? And obviously, it's a work in progress. We are far from being where we want to be, and we're even further away from being where we probably should be. Um, we'll get there. But it, it is. It's like it's one of those things. And you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you probably don't envision your life going the way it goes. Like You're just like, I just want to make it. I just want to make enough to live. And then all of a sudden, that's happening, and all this other stuff happens, and it, it happens hopefully quicker than you think, and you're not ready for it. And so it, it's all these lessons you have to learn the quote-unquote hard way, but at least you're learning them. It means you're, you're progressing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's just a series of, of lessons that you learn. And I wish that sometimes you, you go back and you do wish that, oh, maybe, I don't know, we should have started uh, like this nomadic lifestyle and not, not bought an expensive condo instead that we cannot sell right now. And we're like feeling sorry about ourselves, but we don't focus on that, to be honest. And we focus well, it's on... Not, it's not even true. It's not even true. Like, let's say, let's say just the condo <laughs> that we thought we needed because... Because it was a logical financial thing to do, having an apartment, you throw money by the window, it's just... So we thought it was something we needed, but we we thought in terms of money. We didn't thought in terms of us. So I don't regret it because when we took that decision, we were actually thinking about us for the first time. Yeah, you're right. And I think... Like when you're an entrepreneur and you want to stay happy as an entrepreneur, you have to let a lot of stuff go. Like eventually, even if you, you built a million dollar business, if you don't like it anymore, you got to let it go. Like you, you got to let stuff go and not hold on to things like uh we see we've, we've kind of seen uh, certain like baby boomers hang hang to a certain life model or to like uh, hang to a job that they don't like. But there's good pay or stuff like that. And I think our, our generation is a bit different and we're trying to be different and, and kind of focus on happiness. But it's it's hard to forget about about, about that that ideal and, and why you started to be an entrepreneur in the first place and kind of start holding on. Okay, well, I, I built even, I, I don't know, like Travis, you could be like having this this travel blog and be known and, and be a speaker everywhere in the world. But maybe you're you're bored with it, and it's really hard to accept the fact that you have to do something else, and you you feel that you failed when when you think those things because you're like, well, I got to start from from zero now. But it's not true. In reality, you it, it's it's a matter of like, okay, what would be next, and what or or how could I change my business model right now? And maybe you hate part of what you do, and you stop doing that, and all of a sudden you you kind of react with. Love again. What 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 is the difference between uh, migrating from the nine to five to entrepreneurship and migrating from entrepreneurship to entrepreneurship? That's actually the same thing. You're you're thinking about yourself and about what you want in life. You did it once. Do it again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You you have to. 
every we talk about this in travel and our travel style and we've done a podcast about how our travel style has changed and it's it's the same for your business life or, or your work life or your love life. I mean, it's a constantly evolving thing. And I think when you get stuck in that mode of saying, this is who I am, I mean, we, you know, people in the nine to five might define themselves as I am a, I am this, I am this, I am this. And we're saying break away, but you can easily fall into that trip trap if you're having your own company and not working a nine to five. And I think a lot of people do. And then they have to say, all right, take a step back. What am I actually looking for? And that's what you guys mentioned. You know, financial success was coming, but you're like, is this what we want? You got to take a step back and and say, what is it? Like, what are our main priorities? And go back to that. One of the questions I want to ask you guys before we end up wrapping this up is how much time do you spend apart? Because as we talked about, you know, traveling, living, working, all of it is intertwined. Do you give yourself... X amount of time to go and do your own projects because Heather and I are at a point where we've found ourselves, I think, you know, getting a pretty good balance because we've started to say, okay, you want to do that? I don't have to be with you every time or I don't have to go with you every time to do this because we're finding ourselves, I think, spending too much time together, which I think can happen. It could happen. I mean, it really depends on the personality. We have interviewed couples that are working alone all the time. Uh, we personally are rarely apart. Not doesn't mean that we are always working together, but we are often working at the same place. When we were in Thailand, we were both working in coffee shop, but not in the same coffee shop sometimes. But in the afternoon, it was in the same coffee shop. So it really, really depends. We don't need a lot of time apart as, you know, in, in, in a personal way. We have been, I think... We've been together six years and a half. And uh, in the first year, we have been apart maybe uh, eight months total because I had internships and he had, anyway, at a university. And since then, we have been together 24-7, maybe maybe a weekend apart. That's kind of it. I mean, we are complementary enough to be with with each other like a lot and that's okay Uh, so that's our thing but again we know some people that actually need like a 30 day apart like we we have friends yeah we have friends that take vacation from themselves (laughs) kind of and they love each other they're really in the work also together but sometimes you just need to be with their family and um, one is Brazilian the other one is Australian and polish so there are sometimes they're just work going their own way and then they meet a month afterwards it is i mean it's good they're still working they're still working on the same business it's really different from couple to couple um but it's really important to listen to your own boundary and just like know when when you need to be alone and it's okay because nick was talking about the priority pyramid uh a, a moment ago and at the top of this pyramid is actually not your couple it's you as an individual. You're the top of your pyramid. And it's important to know when you need some time alone, when you need some love, when you need whatever what. It's really important to listen to that. And then comes your couple. And you need to make it work. At that. It usually works because you're a couple. So you guys understand each other. You love each other. And then comes family. And then comes friends. And then comes business. And then you define your own pyramid. But at the top is always you. So it's really important to listen to that. 
Yeah, I think a lot of this can really be summed up in saying that it's really important to communicate and be flexible as a couple and as a business partner. Because if you can just listen to the other person and you can communicate what you need or what you want or what you feel, and then be, and the other person can be willing to change and you can both be willing to, to try new things or be flexible, you can really go so much further in your relationship and in your business. Yeah, totally. And uh, it's something that's very hard for some people to grasp at the beginning is that normally in business, you're you're told kind of to leave your emotions at the, at the door. True. I think this is really what's uh, the most fulfilling about couplepreneurs is that you really learn everything about the other person. It is because you think you know the other person because that's what you know about her or him. I mean, it's, it's, it's her. It's the way she is. But then when you see... You see the work person, you see the creative, productive, or like you said, bossy. You, you actually see 100%, not just 50%, which is really amazing because you get to deeply connect with that person on another level that couples who, doesn't, who don't work together will never experience, which is crazy cool. It is. It, it is crazy cool. It's crazy hard. We're, we're all yes. going to agree yes. with that. And that's why I recorded the podcast to make sure that everyone knows that it's not an easy thing. I wanted to throw two kind of quick hitting questions out at you guys. One um, that I hope you don't feel too uncomfortable answering, but it's just I want to kind of spur of the moment right on the tip of the tongue answer. And that is, is there a biggest pet peeve you have of the other person? And it doesn't have to be a huge one, but just something that the other person does that you're like, oh, man, I wish they just wouldn't do this. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I will not say that something kind of ruffled my fetters, but when Jen kind of had that intuition and like, oh, no, it doesn't work. I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't work? Like, it's a personal attack for me. So it's something that, but she doesn't do it the same way anymore. And I don't respond the same way, but it used to be a very, like, one of my uh, kryptonite things that, oh, that hurts, you know? Um, just sometimes he's like fatalist, fatalist, like, this is how things are. And, you know, he doesn't really like change. <laughs> so when I bring some stuff, some new stuff, uh, it, it was really hard because then you do you express your creativity or not? Because you are kind of afraid that your partner would, will not like it or that it will hurt him or anything. Freak out. Or freak out. <laughs> um, uh, so there was that. But yeah, the foulest thing like, nope, won't work. Nope. Nope. But right. what about nope? Oh, okay, okay, it's impossible, Jen. It's impossible. <laughs> no, this is a fact. This is a known fact. This is impossible. She hates it. There's a study behind it. It's a fact. Yeah, yeah. She oh just my gosh. It. Well, I really appreciate you guys sharing that because um, we we've had an episode where our friend interviewed us about our relationship on the road, and we you know went really deep. And anyone can go and listen to that. It's one of the most listened to podcasts we've ever done. But it's good to hear from the other side, and it is interesting to hear what people say because you usually know it about yourself too. Like as Jen is saying about Nick, I could see you saying like, yeah, I know she doesn't like that and vice versa. You know it and you do change some, but it's still who you are and uh, it probably will never change completely and, and you learn to live with it. I think that's what makes relationships hard, but also makes them super fun is you like the person, you love the person, despite the fact that they do stuff that annoys you. And uh, and that's 
how you have a successful relationship. The other, the last question I had for you guys was if you've ever had any type of travel mishap. And so we bring this up to anyone who comes on the show because usually people who travel are quite a bit, you know, everyone thinks of them like, oh, they're, they're perfect travelers and they go off and they don't have to worry about everything and they make it work. But we found that the more people travel, usually the more like lazy and lenient they get. And then something happens and it's probably their fault and they just sit there and they think, you know, it's funny later on. Is there a mishap that you guys have had, something you've experienced that you've done that you thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened because we made this mistake? It it was not a huge mistake. Nothing really bad happened. But I remember how how we felt like, oh my God, we're so dumb. We're so idiot. Well, why didn't we think about that? We were just having, we bought a layover in Turkey in Istanbul because we we're coming back home or I don't even remember. So first... There's a $60 fee for the visa uh, in Turkey. And we didn't just, we didn't do any research. So just for a layover, we had to pay 120 bucks just at, for the visa. And so we arrived there and we completely forgot how we would go to our hotel. And so we didn't speak the language. We didn't know what the money was. We didn't know the exchange rate. We didn't know the address of the hotel. No internet. No, no internet because we didn't have a SIM card. The Wi-Fi was 15 minutes only. So if you have a Turkish phone number. So I think it, it was, yeah, it was not bad. It was just like stupid. So we actually, we we just asked like a security guard, like, do you know if there's like... um a shuttle bus to this hotel. He was like, I don't know. What's the number or the address? I don't know. Oh, you know what? Let's use my phone. So he just gave me like 3G, shared his own network and we found it. And then I was not able to find a reservation in my email. It took it took like 40 minutes with the guy sharing his 3G. It He was freaking amazing. And then we eventually found the shuttle. But we were, I think we waited another 30 minutes or 20. It was so long. But, you know, you arrive at the hotel and you're like, oh, finally, you have another flight the, the, the morning afterwards. But that that was that was dumb. That was it was lazy. It was just lazy. And like you said, it's not the only time like we really fail at like transfer from the airport to an, an apartment or hotel. It seems to be our weakness as it travelers. It's kind of crazy. We're so organized. We have everything in order and then we uh, arrive in a new country and we're like okay so what taxi is reliable and which one will kidnap us and we have no idea we didn't <laughs> even google it and then we have we are without internet frustrated oh after 14 hours of flight exhausted we are smelly i mean it happens it's and, terrible position to be in and we fail all the time and, it's, and it's, you know we are for some people that that are traveling a lot like having like hard suitcases it's it's like don't do that but we still have that because oh i like suitcases i hate having oh, a backpack phew. yeah phew. i hate I having a backpack <laughs> trav loves it i always bring a suitcase so but when you i mean when you travel in some cities at the beginning we were like oh you know what let's take the subway well having hard suitcases and then you have to roll that stuff and then there are a ton of stairs and then there's you know it's like the worst so eventually we just like, oh, yeah, you know what? Let's take a taxi. It will cost more, but yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. Rolling those things in the in the streets. Oh, yeah. Rolling those those two suitcases. Three, actually, because we had the little one. Yeah. Uh, in the streets of Chiang Mai, which with a ton of potholes everywhere. It's just like, it's not even a street. It's, it's 
I don't know it, what it is. Anyway, so rolling this between uh, Airbnb that had no uh, towels, paper towel, pa- uh, paper toilet paper, uh, plates, stencils, everything. You were like, you know what? I will not stay there. Uh, we will go to a hotel. Rolling those heavy damn suitcases in the street. Everybody's like laughing at us. That that was lame. That was lame. So you guys are <laughs> are, are bad at packing because you have big suitcases and you're also bad at getting from the airport to where you need to go. But other than that, you're great travelers. <laughs> exactly. Actually, we pack really well, but we we still pack a bit heavy. I, I yeah. like supplements too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there oh, you yeah. go. There you go. Why One suitcase filled with vitamins. Well, I love the <laughs> I love the fact that um that you guys have a travel mishap that that keeps happening the airport to the to the city or to the town which is great because we're with you you know we show up in a place we're like oh yeah you know and then we get there and everyone else has their papers out and their sheets and they know what shuttle bus and they know their taxis and we're wandering around and we're like what 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 are we supposed to do we we didn't even think of the next step we just thought okay i'll get on the plane you know obviously it works out and and sometimes we have funny stories about it sometimes it's more frustrating than funny but you know you live and learn so i i appreciate that the last thing i want to ask you guys is what's in the pipeline for you because you obviously you you've made the transition now from kind of teaching people travel to to doing more couplepreneur stuff which includes travel but it also includes entrepreneurship and as you said babies and the whole works of how you can be a couple and actually make this type of location independent lifestyle work what's next for you we are currently focusing on creating our community uh engaging people making them know that there are other people there are other couplepreneurs that knows what they're living and that's the whole deal because it's a, it's a different lifestyle like being in business alone, it's hard enough, but being in business and also being in a couple, it's another level of complexity. So we're there to, you know, understand and talk about it, you know, really freely. So what we're currently doing is actually we just created a free bonus uh, called Six Ways to Be Perfect Couplepreneurs. And like we said, perfect doesn't exist, but still. <laughs> I think um, we should probably it's very clickable. for sure. It's yeah. very clickable, Trav right? Trav and I need that. Isn't it? Oh, well, it's free. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can find it at thegreatanomaly.com slash, slash six ways. And uh, yes, you can find us also on Instagram and Facebook. Type The Great Anomaly. We have a Facebook group, which is called Hashtag Couplepreneurs. And uh, for now, that's it. We are working on a mini class that will be out probably in July. Since then, we're just building our community. There you go. Trying to focus on one thing like we talked about, right? One or two things. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Well, Nicholas and Genevieve, thank you so much for joining us today and for, you know, pulling the curtain back on this thing that many, many people perceive as being easy. But, you know, this, oh, you're a couple and you're going to travel and you're going to live and work. Oh, that sounds great. Life is great. We certainly try to tell people it is great, but it's not easy. So we appreciate you coming on and uh, backing up our claims of it not always being easy. Well, you're so welcome. Thanks for having us on your show. It was really lovely and Awesome to meet you, Heather, too. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Thank you, guys, everyone, for listening today. Don't forget, if you are someone who's listening to this and you're like, hey, that sounds really cool, whether you're a couplepreneur, whether you're a solo entrepreneur, whether you're someone who's just getting into it, all of us would urge you, take that step, whatever that next step is, to really build a business and and to build that lifestyle because it is great. We've we talked about how hard it is, but overall, it is very great. If you're interested in that as well, 
Um, and you want to check out the Location Indie community, which Jason and I from Zero to Travel run, you can text the word Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E, all one word, Location Indie to 33444 through the powers of technology that I don't understand that will get you on the email list. Don't know how it happens to this day. But uh, all you have to do is text three, uh, Location Indie to 33444. And don't forget, we're going to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. I do love backpacks, even though some of you on this podcast love suitcases. So if you are looking for a travel backpack... Um, check out TortugaBackpacks.com. Don't forget, use the uh, promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. And uh, Nicholas and Genevieve and Heather, thank you, everyone, to get, uh, once again for joining us today. I really appreciate um, you guys taking the time to talk with us. You're so welcome. It was super fun. Anytime. Let's do this again in person someday. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> in person is always better than over yes. Skype. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Thanks for the continued support, as always, and for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. Don't forget to check out thegreatanomaly.com. And if you want more podcasts, you can go to The Great Anomaly Podcast. So however you're listening to this, we'll link it up in the show notes at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods or on iTunes, however you're listening to this. Go on over, check out more Genevieve and Nicholas. And until next time, everyone, happy free travels. I'll show you-